Welcome to the National Gallery of Art Film Program, a podcast offering a deeper understanding of the art of film. The Belgian-born film impresario Jean Desmet spurred the growth of a new and young urban film culture in Europe before and during World War I. The Desmet collection of 35mm prints and related materials is now a vast visual historical archive preserved at the I Film Museum in Amsterdam. Liv Rungen, curator of the silent film collections at I, visited the National Gallery of Art on January 15, 2017 to present the program The Colorful World of Cinema, a program that highlights early examples of additive color systems in motion pictures long before the introduction of Technicolor or Kodachrome. Hello everyone, thanks for coming today. I'm Peggy Parsons, I'm head of the film department here at the gallery, and we have a really wonderful afternoon ahead of us with uh, two programs of short films from the Jean Desmet collection. The significance of the Desmet collection has been acknowledged in many ways, uh, including by UNESCO, which recognized the collection uh, in adding it to their Memory of the World Register a few years ago. Uh, Elif Rongen has done a lot of research and scholarship on the Desmet films and other materials. She is curator of, of the silent film collections for the I Institute, and we're very pleased that she could come here from Amsterdam this weekend, basically just for this, even though she had a little sidebar at the Library of Congress. <laughs> Please welcome Elif Rongen, and also welcome Andrew Simpson, our friend and pianist. Um, Andrew, many of you know because you've seen him here a lot, but he, he's professor of music at the Rome School of Music at Catholic University. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yes, welcome. Maybe some of you are coming back. I hope I, I won't be too redundant <laughs> with what I was telling yesterday. But I think it is important to explain what uh, Jean Desmet collection is and who Jean Desmet was, as you probably and rightfully have never heard of him before. Um, since he's not a filmmaker or in, in any other way, actually, in the normal, in the regular film histories, but he um, was one of the pioneers of film exhibition and distribution, uh, especially, I mean, around the world, basically, definitely in Europe. Um, the, the thing is that the, he started as a fairground attraction person, so really like an early, early uh, 20th century. And he was, uh, you know, he was just selling rides and shooting rifle things and so on, really the fairground man. But then he so soon realized that the cinema was going to be the bigger thing. And initially he had this traveling cinema that would go along the fairgrounds. But then, for starting from 1908, he started also like really having settled cinemas. So he really bought the buildings and started, uh, you know, cinemas in different many cities of the Netherlands. Uh, at a certain point, he had like over a dozen cinemas actually in the Netherlands. And then he, uh, this is like 1909, what I'm saying, but he started already buying films earlier than that because realizing that it was hard to get films into the Netherlands. And he went out to, to you know, conventions and so on where people, film people would come together and especially in Germany initially, he, he would buy the film prints actually to show, to bring them back to the Netherlands and show them. So the, the collection really consists of 
all kinds of films, all genres, and also from all countries, uh, mainly France, Italy, Germany, but also United States uh, and Denmark, for example. And we will see an example today of Danish films, as they were quite big at that time. Um, so the collection as we have it today is very exceptional, like Peggy was always already saying. Uh, so it not only consists of over 900 films of the teens, uh, but it also contains about 1,000 original posters and also his company papers. And when we say the papers, the paper collection is actually over 100,000 pieces of paper that are all scanned now. Um, and it, that can be anything, like varying from insurance papers to bills to, um, to lists uh, and his booking uh, administration, etc. I'm going to actually show one of the examples today from the company archive. So today's um, program is always, in all these programs, I try to follow the logic of the presentations of that day. So uh, the program consists of very, you know, a variety of things. So it starts with short things, maybe documentary, a little bit of fiction, a comedy. There's a main film, but then followed by, for example, and finishing always with a comedy, as that was the adagio of the uh, film exhibitors back then. You know, people should never leave the cinema without a smile on their face. So they always finished with a with a crazy committee. But today's program is based on color. So I try to sample like the very interesting examples of color from the collection. Now let's go to the second one. As you can see, this, this poster that we're seeing here, this is a poster that is in the Desmet collection, and it is not advertising a film as such, but it is advertising the fact that the film was colored. <laughs> so the Eclair is a French company, and it's saying today, a colored eclair film. <laughs> so so the fact that the films were colored were already like a selling point and especially you know the people the distributors of course they wanted to make that clear to their audience you know when you come in you will see a colorful film and in fact next to this today we will also start with the, a colored eclair film from the collection which is Lily Ménagère it's from 1914 and uh, you will see this is a very cute film showing a child maybe a children's film actually like like doing the household chores and it is colored with the special technique that the French were using um, and it, it is meant to look very natural and you will see like especially if you look at the skin color for example it's all you know it's, they try to do it in the most natural way. Um, so yeah as I say the, 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 the fact that the film was colored was a very important selling point. When we got the archive and when it was actually, you know, when we started to sift through, this was before my time, this was in the 80s, uh, the curator of that time, Frank van der Maden, um, he said at a certain point, you know, there is so much color among these 900 or so films that we cannot ignore color anymore. <laughs> because up to then, many films were being, silent films were being duplicated onto black and white, mostly for economic reasons. and people thought the silent cinema was black and white. But the amount you know, of colorful films actually led to the Dutch curators in the initially to think that we cannot ignore color. We have to preserve these films in color. And on its turn, this made us, I Institute, as one of the leading archives in the preservation of early cinema and color, because we committed ourselves to do these films in color. So after the Lille Ménagère, the first film, we go to Orgy Romain. This is a Feuillade film from 1911. Again, Gaumont, again French this time. 
Um, and this is even more colorful. For us, this is important because we redid this restoration uh, recently, about five years ago, using digital technology, where we can actually concentrate on each color uh, locally, let's say. So if like the pinks were faded more than the other colors, we could address that and really bring that up uh, in the duplication uh, process. So the, the, the version you're going to see is the new and digital uh, restored version. And I was saying, like, the color was the selling point. This is one of the, the bills uh, that we have in the, in the company papers. As you can see, this is a letter, or a bill, actually, coming from Gaumont uh, to uh, Mr. Desmet in 1912. And it's, it refers to another film, but basically it is just like this. It's, as you can see, Monsieur Desmet in Amsterdam uh, is required to pay for the colored uh, films that he has bought. And there are two types of color in this uh, bill. So there's uh, the coloriage and there's the tentage. Now the coloriage is that that very complicated, uh, you know, several uh, colors in one frame type of uh, coloring, which is the stencil method. And the tentage is basically a color bath where they just, uh, you know, dip the film entirely in one color so that the whole scenery becomes either red or green or blue. And as you can see, coloriage is really much more expensive. It's 40 cents per meter as opposed to 10 tage, which is 10 cents per meter. Um, however, you know, the, 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 it was worth the money, <laughs> obviously, because this met did buy a lot of his films in the stencil method. So he did pay. I mean, if you look at it, the funny thing is that the color, coloriage film, the stencil film, is only 74 meters. Of course, it's more economic to have the shorter films with the more expensive color version. Yeah. So after the Orgy Roman, we will move on to the, this film, um, Trelepinete di Rodi. So this is showing us the, the island of Rhodes, the Greek island of Rhodes. But you will see this is an old film, and I use this film in many, many different contexts. Um, I just want to remind you that this film was made by the Italians in 1912. This was the year when they actually conquered Rhodes. So it's not as romantic as it looks on the first side. This is a film that was made to celebrate the fact that they had conquered the island from the Ottomans. And although it starts as a very romantic, you know, beautiful uh, setting with beautiful uh, colors also showing like the sunset in the, uh, on the island and so on, when you look back on it, so if you think about it, we don't see anything of the island, <laughs> really. And the film finishes, I mean, it's showing like a trees and the beautiful scenery, and it finishes suddenly and abruptly with showing us the marine, the Italian marine that is standing, that actually has surrounded the island. And if you don't blink, you will also see this very flag painted, hand-painted in the end. So it's actually a nationalistic film telling us, look, this is our new, newly conquered territory. So I've obviously included this film in this program because of that hand-painted flag, the Italian flag, in the end. So, but don't blink, please. <laughs> um, yeah. So the main feature of this film today is this Danish film. As I said, Danish films were actually very big. It was important. Nordisk was an important company. Um, and it's called The Temptations of a Great City. Um, this is only 38 minutes. It's considered still a future film, of course, at that time, in 1911, when it was made. Um, 
I think this is interesting to see like how subtly the color could be used. And as you can see in the third slide, see, like you see the fire from the fireplace that was hand hand painted in this uh, particular case. Like, this is coming towards the end of the film. Again, you have to look very carefully not to miss it. But if you were here to yesterday and in many of these films, you will notice that the color really plays a very important role. Like there's a lot of switching of the lights on and off and in this film as well and then when they switch off the light it becomes like green or blue because it's dark and when they switch on the light back it becomes like orangey yellow because of course the electrical light comes in now imagine watching a film like that in black and white you just don't understand why they keep you know <laughs> reaching for the light <laughs> because everything stays black and white basically and there's a lot of this thing going on and this is important as they were filming with the same light of course the the, the effect of dark and lightness was given through the film uh, through the colors so you know, looking back on it, it's such a pity that we have seen so many films in black and white restorations. Luckily, all the archives today around the world will restore films in color if they have it on color. We go to the uh, other films following the, the main film, and I have three films following the main film, which is actually more typical than usual. You wouldn't believe how long a program would be normally. It would have like easily eight, nine films, and in this particular program we have seven films. They're all kind of short. Um, yeah, we go on with this Gaumont film showing us the beauty of flowers, of course, the color again, important, because what, what is the beauty if you can, if you're only watching them in black and white? So seven minutes of colorful flowers, followed by this beautiful film, La Légende des Ondines. Um, this is a very dramatic film, but again, you know, as you can see, very elaborately colored um, by Pate, again, the French, another French company. And we will finish off with this film. This is the early film, one of the earliest films in the collection, as you can see, 1906. It's only three minutes. And it is one of the earliest type of films as well. It's a trick film. Um, you will see a very, you know, very gaudy, very beautifully colored. And it's called Obsession d'Or. And it's, it's a little bit of a fantasy film, you know, this, this uh, this, this fairy kind of uh, fantasy. And again, not a surprise, of course, because uh, the colors were particularly used for historical uh, things like the Orgy Roman that we are going to see, the, the beauty and the, 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 the lavishness of Rome, of course, and also this kind of dreamlike fantasy genres were particularly interesting for the colors. So I think I'll leave it at that. We will watch the show, and if we have time in the end, I'll be happy to answer your questions. Thank you. Enjoy. You've been listening to a National Gallery of Art film program podcast. 